Well, here we are, Sunday mornings. This is good. Feels amazing. Feels slightly surreal. Maybe that's just me. <laughs> Feels slightly surreal as well at the same time after such a long break. But it's great. It's so good. It's so good uh, to be back. And yeah, it's just it's just awesome. We believe God just for amazing, amazing stuff. Uh, moving forward, 7th of March last year was the last time we were here. So literally almost 80 months of the day. But yeah, God's, God's taught us a lot over the last 80 months. We've done all, and obviously we've done lots of different stuff in the online service, the whole church online service and all that kind of stuff. And Zoom, we discovered, was a thing. I'd never heard of Zoom. <laughs> Knew a lot about the internet, but not heard of Zoom before. Um, that became a big thing, didn't it? Right across the world and different things, but including in churches. Um, yeah, God's taught us a lot of stuff. And it's been great to meet URC for just over three months um, on afternoons. I'm very thankful. Um, very thankful to them as a church for, for blessing us um, in that way and allowing us to use it. But yeah, and God's done amazing stuff over the last um, uh, 10 years in us as, us as a church. It was our 10th birthday back in March, which we couldn't really celebrate in a normal way, obviously, back then. There's still obviously loads of restrictions back in March. Um, but God's done loads of great stuff in us as a church over 10 years. But I really uh, believe this guy I want to just talk about this morning is that, is, is that we're only just getting started with what God wants to do. And we're literally only just getting started with what God wants to do. We might have to remember and remind ourselves that, that God operates outside of time. You know, and he's not in time at all. To him, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years like a day because he just doesn't operate in time. You know, right now, God can see, this is, <laughs> if it doesn't kind of blow your mind, <laughs> you have to wrap your head around this reality. You know, but right now, God can see the end of your life, just like he can see you now and he can see when you were born. And he can now see the end of your life and who you're going to become and... Um, you know what I mean? Because God operates completely outside of time. We're kind of restricted in that way as humans, but God is not restricted in that way whatsoever. We have to remind ourselves of that, and 10 years to God is like just like a you know, click of a finger, isn't it? It's, it's, you know, so we believe that we're only just getting started as a church, that God's got so much great stuff um, ahead. And, and now God is always doing something new, and that's what I really want to talk about, talk about this morning. God is always doing something, something new. And... You know, certainly my, my Wendy's heart and the heart of all the leadership here is that, you know, it's great, it's awesome to be back, it's amazing, it's brilliant. But what we don't want to do is we don't want to go back to who we were. And that doesn't mean to say there's anything wrong with who we are, so don't, who we were, sorry. So don't misunderstand what I'm saying. There's something terrible. <laughs> well, that, that's not good. We don't want to be that anymore. Okay, that's not what I'm saying at all. What I am saying is that God is always moving forward. He's always doing a new thing. We don't want to go back to the way we were. And what I really believe is that God wants to do something fresh in us as a church. I believe he already is. It's great to hear about the healing miracles this morning. It's going to be great when we um, have worship evenings and stuff and have an engine room every Sunday morning and you know, half an hour just to praise and worship and focus on, focus on him and just seek, seek his face every Sunday morning and, and lots of different ways. That God wants to do something fresh. Everyone else agree with that and feel that? God wants to do something fresh in us as a church. And God is always doing something new. God is always wanting to keep things fresh. You know, it talks about this in Isaiah 43. It's some of my favorite scriptures. I don't really know if you're allowed favorites, but there you go. <laughs> some of my favorites. Isaiah 43, 18 to 21. Isaiah, the prophet, said this, Forget the former things and do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? So we have to also perceive what, what, what God is doing and perceive what, what, what God wants to do, that God wants to do something fresh and, and some new things and new ways. I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. The wild animals, they honor me, and the jackals and the owls, because I provide water in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland to give drink to my people, my chosen, the people I formed for myself, that they may proclaim my praise. 
So it's talking about how, how God has always wanted to do something fresh and he's always wanting to bring life, to bring, to bring life to situations. So we need to perceive what God's doing, amen? That's what it says here. To see him doing new things, springs up, do you not perceive it? So we need to perceive, you need to be spiritually aware, have our spiritual eyes open of what God is, is doing. And we continue move, moving forward into all that God has for us. Now, there could be a real danger kind of, of, of being stuck in the past, even if it was a good past, of being stuck in your past. Because God has always wanted to do something, something fresh. You know, in, in, this is true in life, is you can't live off the old glories, the things that maybe happened in your life. You know, I've met too many people who, who, who are like that. And I, as Christians, we need to get beyond that. Just kind of looking back, well, you know, or get very nostalgic. There's nothing wrong with the principle of nostalgia. Just kind of, but, but kind of get stuck in a nostalgic sense. It's like, oh, well, you know, things aren't as good as they used to be. And this is like in some of the infiltrate church. Oh, church isn't what it used to be, or so much better in the 70s or the 80s or <laughs> 1940s or something on your age, whatever. Um, you know, and God did, absolutely did do amazing things in those times. But we can't live off old glories. Everyone agree? So we thank God for those times. I'm not saying we just ignore them and forget about them. But do we live with them? Absolutely not. I was just, as, as an analogy of that, I was going to use a, uh, just use a marriage analogy. You know, is you can't, live off, it's a strange analogy, but I think it works, is you can't live off the glories of your wedding day. If you've married, you've been married for some time, myself and Wendy, it's 23, been together 25 and married for 23. I don't look old enough, I know. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Neither of us look old enough. Uh, anyway, been together 25 and married 23. And, but you can't live off the glories of your wedding day. Now, I'm sure you'd all say, if you're married, that the wedding day, well, people often say the wedding day is the best day of their life, and, that's, and I'm sure that's absolutely true. But you can't, at that moment, yeah. But you, but you can't live off the old glories of the wedding day. No, that's a reality, isn't it? You know, marriage, sometimes it takes work, it, it takes commitment, it, it, takes, it takes investment, it takes a serious amount of communication, um, and lots of different things. It means giving up a lot of uh, selfishness and, and living for the, the benefit of the other person, and all that kind of stuff. You can't live off the glory of the wedding day. It's not like suddenly, magically, I now have an amazing marriage, it's going to be amazing forever. It takes continual investment, everyone agree? Continual growth in your relationship with each other. And marriage is, marriage is amazing. Marriage is incredible, and it's obviously something that God ordained. But you can't live off the glories of the wedding day. And, and that, that's true, you know, with our relationship with God. It's true with us in our church, looking back at the past. We can't live off the glories of the past. That makes sense. It's something that the past wasn't brilliant. Like, with the wedding day, it's amazing. It's brilliant. Best day of your life at that, at that time. Best day of your life. But you can't live off the glories of that. And that's, that's true for churches. God has always wanted to do something fresh. He's to do something new, wanting us to go deeper, wanting us to go deeper, with him. The kingdom of God is always advancing. Amen? Jesus promised that he would build his church and even the gates of Hades, the gates of hell themselves will not be able to stop what God wants to do uh, with, his, with his church. So God wants to do something fresh and new in the life of us as a church and I believe that's true in, in, and that's true in every era of us as a church. He wants to bring freshness, bring, bring new life. You know, we live in a part of the world where we get quite a bit of rain, don't we? Um, parts of the world that are wetter, <laughs> wetter than us. Um, some of my relatives, they live in, uh, I've mentioned this before, but some of my relatives live in northeast Brazil, um, nowhere near the rainforest, because Brazil is massive, like half of South America is Brazil, it's, it's absolutely huge. Um, so nowhere near the rainforest, but obviously they get lots of rain, hence the name. Um, so they're up in the northeast Brazil, it's one of the driest parts of the world. Um, it can literally can go an entire year without a single drop. It's, it's, it's insane. Um, not quite as dry as the Sahara, but it can be pretty dry. And and, people, and then literally, when it, when it rains, people literally party in the streets. <laughs> they have a whole different attitude to rain than we have. So we, we often moan, don't we? And, oh, that's rain again. <laughs> and this summer's been an interesting summer, isn't it? Um, 
Weather hasn't been necessarily what we would expect during summer. Um, more rain than normal, definitely less sunshine than normal. Anyway, but they literally party out in the streets when it rains because they know it's going to bring life and the reservoirs get full again and, and the rivers are then full of life again. And, you know, it's really, really meaningful that people, people celebrate, um, you know, when it, when it rains. I had some friends, just to illustrate this again, I had some friends who lived in uh, Fresno in California, which is like smack in the middle of California. Um, California's about the size of Britain, so it's a pretty big state. Uh, but they were like right in the middle um, of California. And they came over here, they were doing some kind of missions, mission stuff over here. Um, they came sort of end of June, beginning of July. And the one thing they couldn't get their head around, one was how long the days were, because they weren't used to you know, such long summer days. Um, you know, the sun going down so late. But second, there was a thing of they just could not get their head around how green everything was. It just totally blew their mind. Because they said, and we were kind of having a conversation about this, and they said, well, where they are in California, by April, grass is dead, pretty much. It doesn't grow, it's, it's brown. They have hose pipe bands by April. Um, it's a whole kind of different, different world. And they just could not get their head around how you're in the hottest time of the year, which for us is around July, isn't it? And, but everything is still green. But that's all down to our rainfall, isn't it? It's all down to, down to rain. And so sometimes we do complain about it, but there are lots of good things about it, isn't it? And uh, allegedly, we've, you know, particularly in southern England, we've got the best climate in the world for gardens. I think that's why Britain is so obsessed with gardening, isn't it? We've got one of the best climates in the world for gardens. It's never too hot. We don't have too much frost. It doesn't snow that much, especially in the south. Um, and we get plenty of rain. Sometimes you have to water your plants, but not that often. So we kind of have a great climate for that. So, um, you know, even historically, they understood this to be true. Cities would often be built around rivers, wouldn't they? The whole reason London is where it is because of the River Thames. Southampton is where it is because of the River Test. And obviously, Southampton water. Not you can drink the water from Southampton water. Because <laughs> I just mean it's not clean. Because obviously, it's salt water, obviously. That's from the solar, obviously. You can't drink that. But like the River Test, which is where we get our drinking water from um, still today. No, so th th they would always build rivers, uh, cities around rivers. Because they knew it's where this way you'd find life. I know they use it for transport and other things as well. Um, but it's where you'd find life. They found where's their fresh water, right? They start building our towns and cities around that. If you agree, right? That's what, that's what always happened historically because water brings refreshing and it brings life. And that's what the scripture is talking about. Where, where God goes when he, when he moves by his spirit, he makes a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland, places that are maybe dry and dead that can bring life and be completely transformed. When I was talking to my relatives who live in Brazil, they said they've, they've got this, this kind of big, um, they run like a big missionary organization. Here. They've got loads of churches, about 150 churches they run. In, in northeast Brazil, and um, or oversee, don't run all of them, that'd be too much work, but oversee them all, and they've got pastors in place in them all. Um, and they were just saying about, they've got this place called Green Pastures, um, which is like this kind of just, uh, it's loads of acres, I don't know, maybe 20, 30 acres. It's kind of this place where they can have and have retreats and conferences and all that kind of stuff, and they call it Green Pastures, but the difference between when it's dry and when they've had plenty of rain, it's totally different. And, and then it truly is a place like Green Pastures. You know, the reservoirs fill up, and it's just so much, so much life. It's only animals kind of appear, that kind of stuff. Um, he said it's, it's, it's amazing just how different it is because water brings refreshing and brings life. Amen. And I believe this is what God wants to do in us as, as a church and in every area of our church as we kind of move forward. You know, in our, in our, just to pick just some examples, in our worship. It was a great time of worship this morning. But God wants to do something new in our worship. We're not going to live off old glories and what God did in the past. And it's amazing. God has done amazing things in our worship. Let's continue to believe him for new things. For fresh things. God's going to do things in new ways. Amen. In terms of our kids' church and youth, we've talked about them a lot this morning because of a graduation. God's going to do something fresh in our kids. Something fresh in our youth. That is already fresh, isn't it? What, what happened with Jackie this morning and, and the way the, the kids were praying for us. That's, that's amazing. Praise God. 
that's an example of the sort of things I believe that God wants to do and continue to do and continue to grow in. In terms of all that we do as a church in, in terms of um, connect groups, and I'd encourage you to be part of a connect group if you're not currently in one, to do something fresh in the connect groups. We're going to try and live off the glories of the past, and we haven't historically always had lots of people in connect groups, so that's kind of another, another thing. But I believe that God wants to just get, do something fresh. Amen? I'd encourage you to get in a connect group if you're not currently in one. In terms of our prayer, our prayer just be, be so powerful. May it just reach places it's never reached before. May we see, always be seeing answers to prayer. May we see quick answers to prayer. Believe again, God wants to do something fresh. Amen? In, ter- in terms of our teams on, on our Sunday, and I'm so thankful for all of you that are involved in teams, I believe that God again wants to do something fresh. Amen? Wants to do some, something new. Amen? Maybe that means you get involved in a team you've never been involved, involved before. That's God do something fresh in your life. Amen? Praise God. You know, but, uh, but, so that's, that's kind, of, kind of church moving forward, just, just picking just very quickly, just some different things where God, I believe God wants to bring new life and bring freshness for the water of his Holy Spirit to make a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. We need to perceive what God is doing. Amen? You know, and I believe that as, as moving forward, God wants, also wants to bring refreshing to us as individuals too, as us as a church body, but also in our individual lives. You know, in the very next chapter of Isaiah, chapter 44, God says this through Isaiah, For I will pour water on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground. I will pour out my spirit on your offspring and my blessing on your descendants. And this is a promise for, for us thousands of years later after this was written. That God will pour his spirit upon us, pour his blessings upon us. He will pour water on thirsty land and streams on the dry ground. The water, of course, is one of the symbols of the Holy Spirit, isn't it? It's symbolic of, of what the Holy Spirit does and the refreshing of the Holy Spirit. John 7, verse 37 to 39, Jesus said this. I was a little bit, a little spiel first, and it's Jesus. On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as Scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this, he meant the Spirit with those whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time, the Spirit had not been given since Jesus had not yet been glorified. Talking about him. Obviously, Jesus was always glorified. But in that context, it's talking about um, his death and resurrection. And, of course, the Holy Spirit um, is recorded. Well, coming of the Holy Spirit is what we often call the day of Pentecost. recorded in Acts uh, chapter 2, just after Jesus had ascended, ascended to heaven. That's what it's talking about, talking about here. Right? This is what the Holy Spirit does. It says about rivers of living water actually flowing from within us as well. Amen? Because we carry the Holy Spirit within us. Amen? I would agree, right? Yeah, we're temples of the Holy Spirit. We've been bought at a price, as Paul said. The Holy Spirit literally dwells within us. You know, I talked about that last, a bit about that last week. You know, we are not normal people. <laughs> you always think that, think that about the person next to you. But we are not normal people. What I mean by that is we're spiritually alive. The Holy Spirit dwells within us. Amen? And what Jesus said is that means rivers of living water will flow out from, from within us. This is what I believe so God wants to do a time of refreshing in your individual lives. You know, it could be in your marriage, it could be in your children, it could be in your finances, it could be your unsaved family and friends. Let's believe for a time of refreshing and newness in God. This is what God is going to do. As we allow him to, is, to outwork in us, as we allow his Holy Spirit to, to, you know, continue to develop within us, that every marriage in this church will be strong. Those who are about to get married are going to have incredible marriages. That every marriage will be strong. Every marriage, will ha- both spouses will be saved. They'll stand with you. I know some of you have been believing and believing for a, lot, a, a long time for that. 
and I, I totally I respect that. But we're going to continue to stand with you. We're just going to continue to believe. We're not, we're not going to give up on that. We believe that, that God wants both, both spouses saved. Amen? And we'll, we'll stand with you uh, and believe for that. Because we're going to do something new in marriages. In terms of, in terms of children, we're going to do something great in our, in our kids. If you've, got, if you've got kids, make sure you're praying for your kids. If you haven't got kids, pray for everyone else's kids. Amen? Or maybe you've got grown-up children, or maybe you've got grandkids. But be praying for them. Believe that God's going to do something new in their life. It's, it's, a, it's a tricky world our kids are in right now. And over the last 18 months, they have to deal with stuff. It's, it's almost been harder for kids than it has been for adults and some stuff because they don't really understand what's going on. It's been, you know, education has been so massively disrupted. It's been, a, it's been a tricky time for kids, isn't it? And just kind of making sense in their kind of young minds, making sense of the last 18 months as adults. It should be a bit easier to process. <laughs> it's still be tricky even as adults, isn't it, to process it all. But, but it's certainly easier than it is for us as kids. Let's be praying for our kids, praying, praying for restoration. Amen. Praying that God's just going to continue to work in their lives. Maybe in your finances, maybe there's, there's issues uh, going on there. Maybe you've been affected financially because of COVID. Maybe, maybe you've lost, lost a job and that's a reality, or you're on furlough for a very long time. Whatever the situation might be, or you've just lost, haven't got as many hours as you used to have. Believe that God's going to do something new in your finances. Believe for that. Amen. God's going to bring freshness and newness. And that's obviously, of course, make sure we're putting God first in our finances. And just for unsafe family and friends, we talked about spouses, but those of you who believe in for in, in your world, so it would be neighbors, people in your community, people you, people you work with, or just your parents, brothers, sisters, children that maybe did know God and have gone astray or just don't, or don't know God at all or just totally indifferent towards God or might be anti-God, might be a reality. Let's believe that God's going to do something new and God's going to do something fresh and God's going to do things that we may never have ever thought were possible. And there's one scripture that says that God will do you know, things that we... Literally says it, doesn't it? We never would have thought it possible what God can do. In Ephesians 3, verse 20, it says He can do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. Praise God. And God loves just doing new stuff and, and doing things that are fresh. Amen. You'll feel that freshness this morning. Praise God. Lamentations 3, verse 22 to 23. God just loves doing new things. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Amen. God is, God, is so, God is so faithful towards you. He will never leave us. He's more faithful than a brother, is what Scripture says. His compassions or, or his mercy, some translations say, they are new every single day. Amen. So even every single day in your life, when you wake up in the morning, God's compassions and mercy, he wants them to be fresh and, and real in your life. Amen. He wants you to live in the reality of that every single day. And it's something we can thank God for every single day morning, whatever your day's got to look like, whatever you've got planned for it, whatever, you know, whatever the situation is, we can thank God in the morning for his compassions and mercies for that day. He'll give you all the strength, he'll give you everything you need for that day, and we can thank him that we are saved. Amen. And his compassions, they never fail. Amen. You know, we can have a fresh and a deeper revelation of God every single day of our lives. Amen. In our relationship with him. Let's go back to the, go back to the marriage analogy Again, you can't live off the old glories. And too many of us in our own individual relationships with God, we can live off the old glories of, of things that God did in our lives. And again, we should thank God for them, absolutely. But should we live with them? No, because that's actually going to cause you issues. Because God wants to continue to give a fresh and deeper revelation of who he is, what he wants to do in your life. You know, the relationship with God should never be a stale relationship. I'm going to agree. It should never be stale. And that is something that, can, again, can happen in marriages. Use that same analogy. If it's not invested into, it's not watered. It's the same analogy. You have to water it. Um, 
now there's a great phrase about about marriages you know when they you know people talk about the grass in sometimes in sometimes sadly you know marriage can lead to or marriages can break down at least affairs and other situations people say you know the grass isn't green on the other side but sometimes the grass can appear green on the other side but that's because the own your grass hasn't been watered that's the reality right i mean, agree so it might look greener but that's because your grass is dead not because it is greener if that makes sense like we're talking earlier about california where just the grass is just brown and dead and and got no life so the grass might look greener somewhere else but that's because your own grass is dead and just just desperately needs to be watered that makes sense so carry that into your marriages amen but but like but it's the same in our relationship with god god doesn't want it to ever become stale it will never ever be god's plan if you if you're feeling dry if you're feeling maybe far from god feeling, uh, just kind of like god where are you in all this god never ever wants you to feel that way it, that's actually decisions that we've made that have led to that i agree right God, God is always wanting our relationship with him to be, to be fresh and, and to be new, uh, to be vibrant, uh, to, be, to be full of life. God's always wanting to be speaking to you, to you through his word. Amen. To continue to press into him, allow him to, to water it. And so often, this is just human nature, sadly. So often, if, we, if we're struggling in a relationship with God, what I mean by struggling, it's just we, we feel God's far away, then, then we, we do the opposite of what we should do, which is basically to distance ourselves even more. I would agree. Right? Or whatever done that. That's just a reality. And the very thing we need to do is keep pressing into God. Say, God, just you need, I need you to water this relationship. I need your Holy Spirit. I need you to bring freshness and life into the situation. Amen. Amen. God is so good. God is so good. Let's kind of bring this back to what God's wanted to do fresh in the in the life of us as a church, as family church, Waterside. Now, Hebrews ten, verse twenty-four to twenty-five says this: and "Let us consider." how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. So I just kind of wanted just to finish with a little bit on this. You know, if we've learned anything over the last 18 months, we've probably learned a lot of stuff, learned a lot of stuff about ourselves, <laughs> lots, of about, lots of things, haven't we? Um, over the last 18 months, but if anything, what we have learned is that the value of meeting together in person. Everyone agree? how valuable that is, how much we should treasure meeting together in person. Let's never, ever take it for granted. It's something certainly you know, I've learned, and I'm sure you have as well. Let's never, ever lose how valuable that is, the reality of just being able to physically meet together. Amen? You know, Zoom, is, Zoom is great, and the online service was, was awesome, all that kind of stuff, and we did, what we did what we had to do, as all churches across the world were doing. But you just can't beat meeting together in the presence of God, can you? I would agree. You, just, you, you can't replicate it. I, I, there was a big lesson. You cannot, you cannot replicate that online. It was great what we did, and it was awesome, and it's, we did what was necessary. But can you replicate to meeting together and being in the presence of God? You can't, can you? It's like, say, you've got a, I don't, I don't know any of you have, certainly I have, I've got family members that live across the other side of the world. My brother lives in um, Hong Kong. I haven't seen him for uh, over two years now because he can't, he can't come here. Because um, even if he come here, he'd have to isolate for two weeks when he goes back. Um, because yeah, he's still got British citizenship, but that's just kind of how it works. He's a teacher out there. So they, they're really, really strict in Hong Kong, as you can probably imagine. About <laughs> these things, um, if you have to isolate and miss any work, they'll fine. So um, obviously they'd be a lot more sympathetic, I guess, here. But so in Hong Kong, they're not. Anyway, so so basically, just I can't see him. Um, so we've been just, and as a family, have kind of a, a lot of kind of Zoom calls or doing through Facebook or whatever. Um, but is it the same as being in the same room? Isn't it's not, is it? Yeah, that's, that's the reality, isn't it? it? It's not the same. Maybe you've got relatives that live around the world or just during the time of COVID where 
you know, even your next door neighbor, you had to be doing it on Zoom <laughs> in those crazy times um, that, that we lived through. It's not the same, is it? Everyone agrees. It's just not the same. It's not, it's not the same. It's, it, just, it doesn't even feel natural in the same way. Don't get me wrong. It was good and useful, and it's certainly better not having it. Absolutely. But is it the same? And if you've got relatives, say, live in Australia, and you only see them like every 10 years, and you can do FaceTime or you can do it on Zoom or whatever and communicate with each other, but you just want to give them a hug, don't you? It's not, it's not the same, is it? So, so my point of sharing all that, this is the same in church. Has never, ever lose the value of meeting together in person. How precious it is, how valuable it is, how important it is. Amen? So it's such a priority in our own lives, which I know you do, on, on meeting together. When we have the opportunities, whether it be the worship evening, whether it be our Sunday mornings, whether it be engine room, whether it be other stuff we do, connect groups, let's value meeting together. Because half the last 18 months, <laughs> 18 months I hope we've learned, you know, that we should never, ever take it for granted. Amen? Just how powerful it is. And you can't replicate being together corporately in the manifest presence of God. You just cannot replicate it. You know, we know that God's presence is everywhere. He's omnipresent. That's one of the attributes of God, isn't it? And the other attributes, like he's all-powerful, he's all-knowing, he's, he's omniscient and omnipotent. But he's also omnipresent. He can be everywhere at once. We know, we know that, right? That's the reality of who God is. But the manifest presence of God is, is something different. That's when God is moving in, in a meeting. And we felt God's presence um, this morning. God's presence is still here, of course. But just being in the corporate presence, manifest presence of God is, is so powerful. Amen? It's where lives can and will be changed in an instant. Everyone agree? Amen? Where, where people are saved, people are touched, people, people are healed like they have been this morning. You know, and I believe God wants to bring a, a, a real refreshing again of the presence of God. This is what God desires to do in our meetings for us in such a, a tangible way. Not about, just about you know, feeling good and having a nice emotional feeling. Okay? <laughs> I'm not kind of making Christianity that, because it has to be more grounded than that. But there is an, ele- but there is an element of that, isn't it? Where, where you know God is moving, and you can feel the manifest presence of God, and you know His Holy Spirit is moving. I believe God wants to do that more and more, you know, in, in our meetings, and to refresh us in that way. Amen? Praise God. I'm just going to ask the, the media team just to play a song, and this is by a group called Shane and Shane. They're both called Shane, hence the name. A Christian, <laughs> Christian group that Josh, he's not there, he's out in English, Josh got me into it actually, um, but they're really, really good. Anyway, but I just want this, just to encourage, just to replay this song, just to, just to let this minister um, into, into your heart. And it's all, the whole, the whole essence of the song is about the living water of God, what we talked about this morning. And he wanted to do something fresh and to bring renewal, bring, bring restoration and, and to bring life. Amen. And then we'll, we'll pray after that. So just let this minister to your hearts. Thanks guys. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, for your living water, your water of life. Lord, that makes a way in the wilderness, brings streams in the wasteland. Thank you, you're always wanting to bring refresh, refreshing. You're always wanting to do something new. You're always wanting to bring life, Lord, into dead situations. Oh, God. Lord, as a church, Lord, we thank you for what you've done over the last 10 years. Lord, you've done some, some amazing stuff in us as a church. We thank you every person that's been healed and saved and, and, and delivered. Lord, every every child that's come to know you, Lord, all that you've done. People in the community have been reached. Lord God, but we don't want to live off old glories of what you've done in the past. We believe you want to do something new. Lord, you want to do something fresh. Oh God, we're only just getting started, Lord, with what you want to do in this area and do in, in us as we reach our community. Oh God, thank you, Lord. Lord, bring refreshing. Bring, bring life, Lord God. Bring life where only you can bring life. Lord, bring life to our communities, oh God communities, Lord, but just so desperately need you. Lord, they don't even know it, Lord, but they desperately need you. Lord God, 
in this world where so many people are searching, so many people are confused, so many people are fearful, full of anxiety, depressed, and all those realities, marriages breaking down, drugs being an issue, sexual immorality, um, gender confusion, marriage confusion, all these huge issues, Lord, that are going on in our society. Oh, God, we pray, Lord, that you use us as a church, Lord, to bring refreshing into these situations, to bring life, Lord, spiritual life, Lord, is what these people need. You will do what only you can do. We just pour out your Holy Spirit, Lord, through us as a church. Make a way in the wilderness. Make streams in the wasteland, Lord God. In Jesus' name, we pray. Thank you, God, Lord, in our own individual lives, Lord God. Lord, if there's areas of our lives that feel a bit dead, our finances, our, our marriage, our, the people we're believing for to be saved, and it doesn't feel like anything's changing, Lord, we just speak life over those situations in Jesus' name. Lord, you bring life where there's just been death or, or dryness, lack of life. Lord, we just speak life over those situations. We speak life over marriages. speak life over people's finances in Jesus' name. We speak life, Lord, over those that, that unsaved spouses, unsaved relatives and friends. Lord, what we're believing for. We speak life over them in Jesus' name. Pray they have a revelation, Lord, of who you are. Speak to them in dreams. Lord, speak to them in their thoughts. Lord, bring other Christians into their world. Lord God, Lord, maybe stuff they see on TV, Lord, will be about you. Lord, whatever it takes, whatever you need to do, Lord God, we pray you bring refreshing and bring life into those situations in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. You always want to do something new. Do what you want to do in us. And I pray as the Holy Spirit outworks in us, Lord, that those those rivers of living water will flow out from us as well. Lord, our words will be full of life, oh God. Lord, we'll be full of faith in you, oh God, as the Holy Spirit outworks in us. Those, Lord, that living water will flow out from within us, Lord, and into others. Lord, people will see you in us, whether it's people in our church or people and in our communities will see you in us, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Lord, bring refreshing. Thank you for always doing something new. Lord, you're a God. It's, Lord, it's so amazing. Lord, you're a God. You never change, Lord, but what you do is always changing. It's always new and it's always fresh. We thank you for the truth of that, Lord. Do your will in us, I pray. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I just want to pray a second prayer. Just give anyone an opportunity who doesn't yet know God. You know, the good news is, is you can know God for yourself today. You can know what it is to have a relationship with him. God is, God is desperate to have a relationship with you. He gave everything. He gave, gave him very, his very self. He couldn't pay a bigger price. The Bible says we've been bought at a price. He couldn't have paid a bigger price so that you could have a relationship with him. Or giving of himself, or giving his very son. Jesus giving up his own life. And say, this is how much I value your life. This is how, how much I desire a relationship with you. I'm going to make an exchange. I'm going to give my life for your life. That's how much I desire it. That's how much God loves you and values you and desires you. Amen. And if that's, you, if that's you this morning, I'm just going to give you an opportunity just to, just to pray this prayer and to invite God into your life. Or maybe you've just gone astray and you've just gone off track. And maybe the last 18 months you found incredibly difficult. You found disconnected from God. And these might be realities about disconnected from God, from church, and uh, just other things that come into your life. Maybe it's temptations that come into your life and there's been other stuff or stuff you're struggling with. You can, you can get that sorted out right now. That's what's amazing with God. It just in an instant, he can change your situation. In an instant, he can bring life. He'll make a way in your, what feels like a wilderness and the stream of his Holy Spirit bring into your wasteland. And we'll do that in an instant. And he's just waiting for you to come back. Let's all just pray this together. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me on a cross so that I could be saved, so that I could be forgiven. I recognize what you did for me. I invite you now into my life. I ask, I ask you to forgive me. 
to make me new, to restore me. I want to be in relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Our heads are bowed and eyes are closed. If that's, if that's you this, this morning and you prayed that prayer where there's a recommitment to get things back on track with God or you've never prayed a prayer like that before and you think, yeah, I need God in my life, I want God in my life, I just want you to put your hand up just so I can see it because we would just love to chat and pray with you afterwards. If anyone this morning, don't miss your, don't miss your opportunity. Don't go home with regrets. Praise God. Amen. I've seen your hand. Thank you. Anyone else this morning? Praise God. God, you're so good. Thank you, Lord. Lord, even right now, you're ministering by your Holy Spirit. You want to bring in life. Lord, you're bringing freshness. You're bringing restoration right now because that's what you, the water of your Holy Spirit does. Lord, we pray for that person who's responded. Lord, you just bring that freshness of your Holy Spirit into their situation. They would just know you in such a real and powerful way. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. God is good.